All right. Okay. All right. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is the Crew Cast, or better yet, Mini Cast Monday. Adversarial edition. And we are currently streaming on Twitch, Odyssey, and DLive. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. If we uh, if we step up step up some of our game, uh, clearly we're clearly we're broadcasting over here on Telegram as well. You know how it goes. Uh, but if we step up our game, or better yet, step up our plan, we could be simulcasting on all kinds of different platforms: Twitch, DLive, Trovo, Odyssey, Shucks, even Instagram. We did a transmission there just the other day. Just to say what's up to the crew there. But uh, we're we're still getting still getting used to what we're doing first. I mean shucks, we're doing the crew cast on Mondays. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Things are always different, things are always switching up, and it's sometimes bad, sometimes good, but this is how you fight the algorithms. You fight conformity with creativity, not comfortability and obedience. And we're coming in for the landing. Here we go. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and it is July 19th. This is the crew cast. You might start calling these minicast Mondays, adversarial edition. That's right. It's Monday. For some, it might be Monday morning. For some, it might be Monday afternoon. Uh, Most likely people will be listening to this in the evening, and that's all right. But either way, I'm with you today. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. I had a very, very interesting weekend. I really did. Uh, And I will be telling you good people here about it. But first, let me give you a few quick updates. And if you guys want to support this operation, uh, I can't say go to patreon.com forward slash noise error because they won't have us over there. But what you can do is go to the link in the description bar below. And what you'll see is a link to our telegram post uh, which is essentially uh a post that has all the links which display our our exclusive member tiers it's freedoms faction dash 2021 ironically enough and uh and that post it talks about 
or it shows you the tiers that are available where you can get a live stream ticket, where you can become a standard plan, where you get access to the page and the telegram and stuff like that. You can even become a council member. And the council member is essentially somebody that joins us uh, for our exclusive members biweekly meetings. And the very same way that we've had to switch up things with the show is the same way that we've had to switch up our meetings. Uh, there's no secret here. My baby's coming in a, co- in a matter of weeks, to be honest. Eight weeks is what we're looking at. And so uh, while it is nice shooting the breeze with you guys and doing this type of work, I'm needed around the house a lot more. And the amount of time that I afforded this, it's not going to be there. But that's why if you guys want to get access to the work that I will be doing and trying to shorten and get out to you guys in a quicker fashion, because I got to be around here, join our exclusive members program. You know, I mean, uh, I'll put it to you this way. I have to take a break next week. Like I won't be doing the show next week because I'll be in South Carolina. Unfortunately, uh, burying my grandmother that passed away earlier this month. You know, and then there's going to be basically tunnel vision as soon as I get back trying to get that baby here. And so as much as I love doing this, it's going to take a back seat. And I'll still do the work for those of the people that support us. I mean, shucks, we got close to two, we got over two thousand followers over there on Instagram, but that sounds that that feels like a like a like a distant memory these days compared to everything we're doing, the work, and how it was never really about being an an influencer. It was about getting the work done. And so, if you guys want to support this work, because you know it will get done, hit that link in the description bar below. Support this operation. Ensure the information gets delivered to you. And help keep us afloat. You know, sad truth is, is we are on borrowed time. And, you know, we, we say support us, but at the end of the day, that's, it's, that's, that's not what it's about. It's about doing the work. It's about stepping up. It's about being able to have the wherewithal to see this through and making it happen, man. And that's where we are here for. We'll be talking about some heavy things, as we always do. But that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Where else are you going to get consistent, relevant, straight talk like this. You're not. They have systematically and algorithmically removed truth from these platforms. So if you want to make sure you still get access to the truth and to the work that we are doing, support this operation. Hit that link in the description bar below. Now, another quick promo. Clearly, I'm going to, clearly I'm going to tell you guys to get the storable goods. There's an article out today talking about how China is buying up American farmlands. We're going into COVID lockdown 2.0. There are multiple reasons for you guys to get storable goods. The list is kind of, it's kind of overwhelming of reasons as to why to get it. Uh, I'll be making a post later on this week, uh, which talks about why you guys need to get anti-EMF, Wi-Fi shielding, clothing. Very important, especially for the days that are coming. Uh, I'm going to be getting myself a beanie, a couple of shirts, underwears for my Jonas, you know, all kinds of stuff, man, because it's important where they're trying to take us and trying to mitigate all of their advances uh, to weaken us. You know, we have become so dependent upon our phones and technology, man, that a lot, a lot of people don't think for themselves. So, yeah, get yourself storable goods, get yourself anti-EMF, Wi-Fi shielding clothing, and uh, I, I'm... I need to talk more with Dow Drops and a few other organizations too to get you guys access, like 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 Brighteon, right? Brighteon has the store. I want to try to get them 
get in contact with them to where we can get you guys iodine and things like that as well. Spamming like the storable goods is important. But what I've learned, especially seeing my wife go through pregnancy and people who have taken the jab thinking they can inject health versus their pregnancy, what I've learned is you need to have an equal part of health, fitness, uh, and nutrition, man. And so while it's good that I'm telling you guys about the storable goods, you also need to have things like iodine, magnesium, selenium, uh, vitamins A, C, and E, K as well. All kinds of stuff that you need to be having in your system to take right now. And with the supply chain shortages, that type of stuff is going to run out very quickly. And so we need to get access to high quality uh, products that you guys need. That helps, man. So, yeah, no, I'm doing everything I can, given the position I'm in with the clock running down. But you understand we got to do what we can. And so, yeah, multiple ways to support this operation. If you choose not to, that's at your own discretion at this point. (laughs) That truly is at your own discretion. If you think that if you if you think the kid's a shill, I'm sorry, my dude, this might not be the show for you. If you think I'm over here pulling your chain, fuck it with you. I'm not. All right. At this point of the game, so much stuff is going down. All I literally can do is try to shoot you straight. Say, hey, I ain't got time to sit up over here and convince you. This is the deal. I'm sorry. That's how you feel. That's kind of like your interpretation, my dude. Nobody really cares about that even. So, yeah, very, very crazy things are happening. You've got to do everything within your power to get protected, to get activated, to get engaged. And I'm telling you, playing fit fiddle with people on Fedbook ain't it. I'll say this. I'll fly through these topics. We'll do a news cruise. I got a couple things I want to mention to you guys. And we'll go from there. I had talked to a lady. She had mentioned, uh, she, she, she hit me up on Instagram, ironically enough. And she said, you know, what are we going to do about all the crazy toxic things um, that these people are trying to foist on us? She had sent me an article uh, basically about weather modification, geoengineering, and, and, and uh, climate control is the easiest way to describe it. And I said, you know, what's happening right now is C-19 is a perfect example as to what we need to do in response to things uh, like geoengineering, weather modification, and climate control. We need to uh, disconnect from the system. We need to build our immune system. We need to get connected with our community. We need to start getting activated. Yeah, we can do petitions and things like this as well. We can even try to target some of their bills. But on top of that, we need our own business. We need our own music. We need our own science. We need our own culture. Because the problem is, is we're, we're fighting for scraps amongst something that's not worth it. And so what we're seeing right now is everything we need to be doing because guaranteed everything we're doing now sets the stage for what comes after us. And we're not thinking about what comes after us. A lot of folks are just waking up right now. They don't even have the foresight to think, my God, what comes next? You understand? So we need to do everything in our power right now to build that foundation for the folks to come up after us to be empowered and have the knowledge to take it a step further. I said that just the other week, how we are the keepers of the knowledge. We are the people that know. That's what I freaked out about. I told you guys, I said, hey, this is, this is, I, I had freaked out because I had asked God, I dropped down on my knees and I said, give me the truth. Like, why, why am I having to sit here and deal with this? Like, why do I have to watch this? And, 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 and he laid it out to me. And he told me basically that we have to be here for those that wake up after they've been victimized and take it a step further. Because, again, think about the awakening process of of, of 
being victimized by a vaccine and then having to realize that you got conned, right? We're going to have to try to help heal those wounds and at the same time educate them as to why that took place and what that thing was for in a larger aspect. And so, yeah, a lot of the work we do is not for ourselves. It's for those that come after us. And right now is a perfect example of what you need to do. You need to get your immune system up. You need to disconnect from this system. You need to network with your community. You need to be able to identify these targets, right? The bills, the legislation, who are the, uh, who are the politicians, who are the, who's the mayors, who are the council members, who are the people who are doing these things, carrying out this agenda. On top of that, you need to be able to fight these things, organize with other people, turn some of these businesses into signature generation facilities like I told you to. And so that's what I'm saying. Uh, we're, we're, we're going through a massive sociocultural shift, massive sociopolitical shift. Uh, the Great Reset, the massive socioeconomic shift. And that's because uh, things are changing at a rapid rate. I mean, my God, it looked like the world just was engulfed by, fl- by, by, by flames and fiery protests in a single week from Cuba to Greece to Paris to what was going on in South Africa. And so, yeah, a little taste of Armageddon. You need to get yourself prepared and we need to get our heads screwed on straight. I don't know where else you're going to hear straight talk like that. <laughs> God knows I'm looking for it. And I got some straight talk for you guys later on, too. Mike Adams kind of breaks it down like in a very cool way. I don't want want to say cool. It's kind of dystopian. But I say he breaks down how vaccine damaged people could become potentially zombies. Starving people could potentially become zombies and how they call us zombies and all this crazy stuff. It's very interesting. We'll get into it. Uh, We'll get into it. But, yeah, I got some straight talk that we'll get into here later for you guys. Let me fly through these topics. I will uh, regale you guys with some of the random mishaps of the weekend. We'll do the news cruise and go from there. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, kind of carrying over from last week's episode, I wanted to talk about how uh, since 1990, whenever they started to shut down Project Looking Glass, whenever they started the creation of Agenda 21 in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, Uh, setting up the framework for Agenda 2030, right? Whenever they started moving away from secret societies and embracing the the technocratic era, the technotronic era, they've been working towards Agenda 2030. I want to kind of talk about that, how they're, as you can see right now, beginning to police information. You've got White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki basically admitting that they have been working with FedBook not only to police your information and the stuff you share online, the publicly accessible information, but taking it a step further, working with cell phone carriers uh, to begin to monitor people's SMS text messages. Like straight up, it's so creepy. Before we started the show, I was uh, watching a video. It was like a two minute long video, like a minute and 26 minute, uh, a minute and 26 seconds long about how like a, uh, how the feds walked up on somebody who, may or may not have been at the state capital or at the nation's capital at one six. And I didn't even, I wasn't even able to finish the movie or finish the, the clip before the laptop shut down. So what I'm trying to say is I was perusing the internet. I found a video clip of the feds walking up on somebody who lived in a gated apartment community. The feds asked, Hey, do you, did you, or do you know anyone that attended uh, the, the, the the riot at the Capitol on January 6th, I got like maybe a minute into it and my computer shut down. And I thought that was extremely weird. It just shut down. 
said, no, we're, we're going to send you the, the, the blue screen of death. Your computer needs an immediate uh, restart. It, it took me into like the bootloading. It was crazy. And so, yes, they're beginning to police information. There are certain trigger words, certain trigger phrases uh, that they look out for. And they're beginning to autocorrect information that you're sharing in live time. So even in your private communications, let alone on FedBook, it's crazy. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, how we are in, how we are experiencing an engineered collapse. I think you guys can see that. I explained it last week on uh, the podcast episode, how the building in Miami and how it collapsed is the perfect metaphor for where America is. There's cracks all throughout it. We have a crumbling foundation. There's even videos that have come out of like explosions and stuff like that. We don't know. Uh, And all these type of controversies surrounding the the Miami building that could be comparable to what's going on in America right now, only for the collapse of America to be blamed on climate change and ridiculous stuff like that. That's what Joe Biden said the uh, Miami building collapsed for was because of climate change. And so I think that's a perfect metaphor, how we are seeing an engineered collapse here within the Western world uh, and how this is done by purpose, man. You know, getting people used to austerity, getting them used to shortages, uh, rolling blackouts, right? Stuff like this, man. Which leads me into kind of a weird question that I've had, I, I thought of the other day, uh, you know, where I or where, where I asked the question, like, how many people almost don't exist because of war and famine? And clearly, that's something that we can't ever get into. But it's just something interesting to ponder uh, when looking at everything that's going on right now, man. Uh, are people learning about righteous indignation? How these sacrifices that we are seeing, these ritualistic sacrifices with the C nineteen experimental gene therapy, it is a part of the awakening, the great awakening. How the sleeper must awaken how they're teaching us to turn off our consciousness and intuition. So not a lot of, uh, not a lot of topics, but still enough to go on. Now, before I get into, Hey, what's going on, Pam? What's going on, Amy? Citations guys. Um, Before I get into, before I get into, you know, my weekend. I just got to say, man, it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting wild out here and you might hear it in my voice. You might hear it in my attitude. Uh, but I had a, I had a righteous weekend, man. I had a pretty good time with, uh, with everybody I was hanging out with. And it just trips me out how crazy things are right now. How you really do have a tale of two Americas going on right now. And we saw a lot of this beginning this reality splitting, choose your own reality. We saw a lot of that take place uh, with the whole Biden administration and Trump administration thing. But these days, it's 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 pretty impressive uh, where we have where we have evolved, man. Like my God, I I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, let me go ahead and just tell you kind of what happened over the weekend. I bought a stroller. Like we we got a stroller. We had a baby registry. Somebody got us a stroller. It was awesome. It's like a car seat stroller mix. It's great. It's adorable. It's cute. It's like a little tri-wheel stroller. It's adorable. Um, my baby's going to be in that. And we're going to go on all kinds of adventures, either by the river 
or through the mountains. It's got like a cool little coverage thing. It's precious. It is freaking precious. It's adorable. And uh, I say that because that was one of the highlights of my weekend. Is like getting this, getting this little baby stroller, putting the baby stroller together, and getting the huggies and the pampers, you know, and putting her little neck swaddle thingy together, and all this other crazy parenting pregnancy stuff that I'm just like having to learn in a crazy time like this, man. It it, it was adorable. I say that because that's where our attitude should be. You guys heard me the other week freak out about how we need to start normalizing pregnant bellies. Not these pink-haired, purple-haired, quirky glasses-wearing Karens. Shit's annoying. We need to start promoting modernity, man, or uh, tradition, uh, traditionalism. What did I say the other week? Uh, embrace tradition. Reject modernity. We need to start rejecting these people who are sitting over here embracing this decadence, and we need to start embracing these tools of regeneration. I find pregnant women beautiful now. It's crazy. And I find women even more beautiful for that. But you know what this administration did? They besmirched beautiful, glorious women and called them birthing people. That's a that's a darn shame. But I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. So over the weekend, I got a, a stroller car seat combo. It was adorable. We got all kinds of other stuff as well. And then... Uh, Literally later on that day, I got propagandized to by my old man to take the C-19 jab before we go back home to the East Coast. Because, you know, the Delta variant, it's spreading out there. It's destroying black folks left and right. I need you to get the, I need you to get the, the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine before you go to South Carolina. And I'm like, I'm not doing that, Pop. Okay, well, I just need you to be very careful. All right, I will, for sure, for sure. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more about that because that's a little bit too personal. I don't want to say too much on that. But then let's go a little bit deeper in that day. One of my wife's old coworkers, I found out, uh, is basically on death's door. This is all like within like a couple hours. Like we get the car seat, take the vaccine. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't want that. Hey, your coworkers in, 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 in the ICU, we find out that the coworker uh, basically is at death's door. Like she went in for an esophageal tear for people who don't know. That's basically like your esophagus tour. She had been drinking and doing so many drugs that she literally just and, and threw up so many times from all of her partying that she literally tore her esophagus. Right. But that's not the real reason why she was in there. They found out about the esophageal tear. She had passed out at a party because she had low potassium levels and all kinds of other stuff. What I'm what I'm trying to say is we found out that the coworker was in uh, was taken to ICU because she was not getting better. They fixed the esophageal tear. They tried to wean her off for all the all the coke, all the alcohol, all the all the stuff she had up in her. They thought she was fine. Right. She wasn't fine. They released her. And in two days, her organs started shutting down. Nothing started working. They had to hook her back up. Now, the wife and me started figuring out, like, is so-and-so really dying? Like, what is this about? Why is she having multiple organ failure? Everybody drinks. Everybody parties. Everybody does coke every now and then. What the heck? Well, she brought up a point. 
she said, EJ, right before, right before all of this, right before she went down to so-and-so and and right before she started going on this crazy bender, she took the jab and I don't know if she got her second shot. And it's like, all right, so let's, let's, let's run this on the timeline. So what you're telling me is she went down to so-and-so she took the jab, didn't get the second one, partied for like two to three weeks straight, passed out at the party. They took her to the hospital, got her hooked up with all the fluids and everything. And then they, 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 they basically brought her back and then they tried to detox her with all the stuff that she had up in her, got her what, what she thought was clean, sent her home. She started shutting down. So what we're, what, what I think what I'm trying to say is like, we think that the, we think that her not getting her second dose of whatever vaccine she took combined with the, in, combined with like with the alcohol and everything else she was doing that she just, she destroyed herself. And so I've got to go to so-and-so later on this week or next week before I leave for South Carolina and wish her well. Uh, because again, we're talking to the parents and they're saying, Hey, that you need to come spend time with her. She's not going to make it. This is a 28 year old girl, bro. This is a 28 year old girl, a 28 year old girl who just is gone. Like she's not coming back. It's crazy. And so that was my weekend. I put together a stroller and got propagandized to take an experimental gene therapy while I found out that one of my wife's coworkers uh, who did take the experimental gene therapy and then proceeded to live life like this is totally normal because you thought she thought she could inject herself with health like everybody else did is now dead and dying just like that. Boom. And so that's trippy, man. That's where life is. You understand? And so I say all this. To say that this is not a joke. None of what I talk about, none of what I'm sitting over here doing is a joke. I might get a little bit, you know, melodramatic, a little bit eccentric and charismatic. I might sometimes go a little over over the overboard, but that's because in a weird way, that's me trying to process some of the incredible things that are happening right now. I was telling my wife this just the other day. I was like, this year or last year desensitized the bejesus out of me. It really did. Turn off these telegram notifications. Last year, for sure, desensitized the bejesus out of me. And I'm doing everything I can, not necessarily to to, to fight back the apathy or any of that, but 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 to be appreciative of life in whatever form it comes in these days. This is why I'm grateful I'm, I'm, I'm having a baby. This is why I'm like having to fight people from trying to in- inject my baby with experimental fucking drugs like 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 she's supposed to be some guinea, guinea pig. And so that's what I'm saying, man. Uh, the, the, the desensitization that has taken place, the suicide spirit that has run rampant, the mental health epidemic that is coming. All it has taught me is that you need to learn to appreciate life because it is so fleeting and we are only here for so long. And it goes just like that. Like I said, man, that girl was over here just the other day trying to help me figure out how to mail uh how to mail uh how to mail information to the Secretary of State. She's helping me pick out um helping me pick out stickers to put on top of my envelope. 
because I had all kinds of fruits and vegetables and patriotic themed stickers. And I wanted to figure out which one I wanted to send. And now a couple weeks later, she's in the ICU. I'm about to die. And so I think it's just crazy, man. And you, and again, you look at it, you look at so-and-so's, you know, I don't want to say her name, but you look at so-and-so's health, man, her lifestyle and all the other things that she was doing, the comorbidity factors were definitely there. Liver shutting down, kidneys shutting down, you know, heart, uh, heart problems on top of that. And you're still shoveling drugs inside your system. And then on top of that, you decide to inject yourself with an experimental gene therapy. It's like, come on, we cannot be the bad guys because we're trying to get you to see logic and reason. Like this ain't no game. That, I think that's what, that's why I get so frustrated is because people, people, people keep playing around and then they play these stupid games and they win these stupid prizes. And it doesn't make me well to say any of this. And so I think, well, on top of that, what I'm trying to say, I'll say this and then I'll get into the actual news for you guys. This year, because the desensitization has taken place, it's really made me just go back into the scripture. I've become deeply, deeply spiritual, uh, being exposed to all this death, poison, famine, and and confusion. It has really made me say, you know what? I'm sorry that this person could not find the peace that they wanted in this world. All we can do is wish them well. That's what I said just last week with you guys. I went on a crazy rant, being frustrated that we are not even doing our God-given duty and making sure that lives get here successfully and that we are sending them off uh, appropriately. And it frustrates me that we are not doing that. And so that's what I'm saying. It does not make me feel well having to admit these truths because I'm sure every single person out there that's listening or will be listening will be experiencing something similar. You've got to get, you've got to learn how not to say, Oh, I told you so. Oh, well, I knew this was going to happen. You, you've got to learn to say, I wish you well. Thank you for your memories. Thank you for blessing me with your time. I'm very appreciative of whatever you were able to give. I hope you find the peace that you were so desperately looking for in this world, in the next. And thank you. Help people learn to rest in peace. Because I tell you, these days, we're, we're, we're becoming increasingly more volatile, agitated, villainous, venomous, spiteful and evil. And that's not the way we need to go. I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, all this death is not supposed to make us dark. It's supposed to make us appreciate life. And so with that, I will get into the news crews. That was my interesting weekend. I put together an adorable stroller, uh, baby car seat combo thing. And then I found out some very, very disturbing information. And then also got propagandized to the vaccine was proselytized to me. Uh, by one of my, my, my family members. And so things are getting strange out there. They really will. There was other stuff too, but uh, that didn't, that doesn't really pertain to what I wanted to discuss in this transmission. <laughs> and so, yeah, let's go ahead and change the segment or at least change the approach. Hey, Chris, thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and, uh, get into the news cruise. You know, I wanted to, what's crazy is I had just put this video up in the exclusive members uh, chat 
It was from the Outer Limits season four, episode eleven, called "The Vaccine." I would recommend you guys to watch it uh, because it is—it's true. It's so true. It's one of those predictive programming shows where the world's all—you know what? Let me see. Let me see if I can find the. uh, Let me see if I can find the little description that I was reading earlier because it actually is pretty on point. Pretty on point. It's what we're dealing with. I would definitely recommend you guys go look into it. But it says the vaccine, which was put out in 1998, says a genetically engineered virus developed and released by a doomsday cult, Bill Gates or whatever other geoengineerist or uh, human engineerist, Extinction Rebellion, you know, the climate change type people. Those people released it. Humanity is a virus. So they had to kill them all, right? Uh, it has wiped out almost all of human life on Earth. 12 hospital patients, accompanied by the one remaining staff member, Nurse Marie Alexander, are living on borrowed time in the hospital with food and fuel for the generator running dangerously low. A soldier arrives with a newly developed vaccine, but Marie is horrified to learn that there is only enough for three people. Along with this, the vaccine requires three days to fully develop before it can be injected into any humans. Marie only reveals to the group that there is a vaccine, not the amount. In fact, she only reveals to her closest companion in the group, terminally ill cancer patient Bernard Katz. When two members of the group discover the truth, they arm themselves with the only gun and force Marie to administer the vaccine to them, which she agrees to only if the third recipient is the child Harry. While she is preparing the vaccine, she turns her back only to see the third dose of the vaccine being administered to one of the others, dooming young Harry to the virus. Immediately, the three die of anaphylactic shock, leading Marie to conclude that the group survived not due to the hospital's sterile atmosphere, but because they were immune. And after three months of a confinement, the group emerges from the hospital to face a new world. Does that sound eerily similar to what, what's going on right now? People being radicalized to take, an ad, to take a vaccine that kills them instead of people developing a natural immunity? Yeah, I put that video, or I put that episode in the exclusive members group. I would recommend you you check it out if you guys get the time. But let's go ahead and get into the the news. How wonderful. Check this out. On Freedom Day, Boris Johnson announces mandatory vaccine passports. This comes from Summit.News. And you know what we're going to read. You know what we're going to read. There's a reason why they're doing this. This way, there's a reason why they're taking these things that mean something to us and then on that very same day, inverting it. It's like, I think here, like, uh, like, like July 4th, I think is whenever they began to say, let's do the same thing. Let's, let's, let's begin to uh, mandate the vaccines for the troops. Cause it was right around that time period. We heard people within the military wanted to quit if they began to mandate the vaccine and that was them saying, Hey, it's no longer about freedom. It's no longer about independence. We're coming up with our new culture with our own ideologies. Let me get into this article from Paul Joseph Watson over there at summit.news. This says on the occasion labeled freedom day, the UK government announced that vaccine passports would be mandatory to enter quote crowded venues from the end of September. After initially denying the domestic vaccine passports would never, would ever be introduced Boris Johnson's government feverishly set about creating the framework for them. 
Now, on the very day that all the virus restrictions were supposed to be lifted, the UK's vaccine minister has announced what basically amounts to medical apartheid. Quote, by the end of September, everyone aged 18 and over will have a chance to receive full vaccination and the, and the, two, and the additional two weeks for that protection to really take hold, said Nadim Zawahi. Quote, so at that point, we plan to make full vaccination a condition of entry to nightclubs and other venues where large crowds gather. From the end of September, people will also have the option of providing a negative test result to enter such venues removed, making the, making the vaccine de facto mandatory. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And I wonder how that's going to work or how they're going to push that for folks that, uh, that don't take the jab, you know, that don't bend the knee, that don't roll the sleeve. I wonder how they're going to make all that work. You know what I'm going to do? Let me, let me, with, with, uh, instead of cruising through those articles, let me pull this up for you guys. Two things that I want to kind of cover, and then I'll play that clip of that straight talk from Mike Adams of Natural News and Brighteon. But let me cover two things that popped up over the weekend. I'll cover in depth this week on the podcast uh, that I think people should pay attention to. And then we'll play that, that straight talk, but check this out right here. Uh, a 1972 model that predicted Armageddon in 2040 deemed quote, very accurate by new KPMG study. This is an article that comes from uh, news punch. It's written by Sean Adetalabi. They put this up July 18th and it says a, a 1972 model that predicted Armageddon in 2040 has been reviewed by a team of scientists and deemed, quote, very, ac very accurate and highly likely to occur. It goes on to say that Gaia Harrington, sustainability and dynamic system analysis lead at, P at KPMG, undertook the task of approving or disproving MIT's claims and used a world simulation model that analyzed how our world had progressed since 1972. According to Harrington, the economic decline within the next decade will result in a total societal collapse by 2040. Now, what I'm going to do for our people who were, I guess, watching, <laughs> is I'm going to play some of the outer limits in the background as I read this, uh, because what, what, in a weird way, what I'm trying to put together for you guys is an image of societal collapse. Like a couple months ago when we were talking about um, vaccidents, I'm not sure if you guys remember that, but it was people who were experiencing severe adverse reactions after receiving the vaccine and then being in a car and having a seizure or being in a, being in a car and having like a, a heart attack or something like that, a vaccident, right? Take that same thought process to people who are flying planes because they're beginning to mandate the pilots, right, for taking the for taking the jab, put it on that level. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying, Oh, you know, people who receive people who, who get the, who get the jab, they're going to be a part of societal collapse and stuff like this. I'm saying, no, let's really think about what a societal implosion looks like whenever there is nobody to work the nuclear, the nuclear power facilities, whenever there are no more firefighters, Whenever the, the defund the police movement worked, 
cops are cops are leaving in record numbers, right? What you saw in South Africa, to where there's just rampant rampant overnight violence and crime, the purge, right? Let's really think about what societal collapse looks like, and how this is not a good thing. When men don't want to be men, women don't want to be women. Nobody wants to work. Everybody's taking the jab. People are being paid to stay home. Let's 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 think about what that looks like on a long time scale. Getting back into the article comes from the dailymail.co.uk. This is a total societal collapse would mean an abrupt decline in quality of life, food production, industrial output, and ultimately the human population. So quality of life, crime spiking. Uh, but you're a racist if you say anything. Food production, supply line disruption, changes. Every single episode, I start off telling you guys, you need to get storable goods. And what are they telling you now? Inflation is, quote, temporary. Industrial output, you're told you're not essential. Go home. You might catch the virus if you work. And ultimately, the human population. They're telling you that humans are bad. This is an anti-human agenda. Total societal collapse. And we're seeing it right now. MIT made their prediction using a computer simulation program called World One and looked back as far as, the, as 1900 all the way up to 2060. Now, again, what's crazy is this is coming off of the heels of me talking about Project Looking Glass, something they had created in like the 80s. They looked into 2012 and they realized they couldn't do anything. All they realized they could do was manipulate the outcome of 2012. We don't know if this is a cataclysmic event, a world-changing event. But what I'm trying to tell you is they have run simulations, they have created agendas, they have plans, and we are in line. We are in lockstep with a fair amount of them. Getting back into the article, it said the data was produced on long sheets of white paper and appeared as graph lines. In a video of 1972 findings, MIT's Jerry Foster, who developed World One, revealed his innovation to the world and used MIT's work to do so. Foster showed how population has increased from 1900 to the turn of the century. The line starts out low and then keeps climbing until a few years after 2000, where it then petered out. Another example he used was the quality of life, which increased rapidly up until the 1940s and then diminished until 2020 when it sees another uptick. And I've talked about that here on the show with the embracing of decadence, of the degeneracy, the drugs, right, the culture. Again, the appreciation of, 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 of human life, the dehumanization campaign. Getting, again, getting people used to austerity. I asked the question the other week, why are they making things purposely ugly? I get frustrated because, again, we're not, te- we're not talking about the principles of regeneration or restoration. We've become so uh, politicized, so polarized, so angry, so brainwashed, so sleep that we're controlled. And now you've got megalomaniacs running the show and they're fitting to kill us all. It says, however... The model also identified 2020 as a tipping point for civilization. At around 2020, the condition of the planet becomes highly critical. If we do nothing about it, the quality of life goes down to zero, Foster said in a 1973 ABC segment. And I would agree. Look at how we're treating each other. What did I say earlier at the start of the show? We're not even protecting life to get here. They say abortion is women's reproductive health rights. You've got Satanists basically saying no. I need aborted fetal tissues for religious purposes. That's evil. And just think about this. Think about where this is going to go on a timeline. Oh, if I stand up against this, I'm a bigoted, uh, a bigoted racist Christian, a Bible thumping Christian. We have literally destroyed 
dignity, integrity, what do they call it? Toxic, uh, toxic supremacy or toxic, uh, toxic masculinity. It's like, my God, look at, look at how we are creating our own dystopia. Pollution becomes so seriously, it will start to kill people, which in turn will cause the population to diminish lower than it was in the 1900s. At this stage, around 2050 to 20 or 2040 to 2050, civilized life as we know it on this planet will cease to exist. And I've said this before. I'm going through the sad part is I'm just like picking apart this article piece by piece because it's not pollution. It is that weather modification. It is that geoengineering. It is that climate control to where they create to where directed energy weapons make uninhabitable zones. I pointed this out just the other day whenever we were having these intense heat waves over here in Western America. That was right around the time they had booted up the harp facility in Alaska. And so in the Western part of America, you're seeing these, these, these spikes in temperatures right as soon as they boot up one of their weather modification areas. And so you start thinking about the weather warfare that's going on. <laughs> it, it becomes, it becomes almost textbook. It's, it's so disturbingly accurate. Getting back into the article, it says Harrington used the same model, but the third version of the simulation called World 3 and looked at 10 key variables, population, fertility rates, mortality rates, uh, industrial output, food production, services, non-renewable resources, persistent pollution, human welfare, and ecological footprint as as first reported by Vice. She found that the latest data most closely aligns with two particular scenarios, uh, BAU2, which stands as business as usual, and CT, comprehensive technology. Business as usual, too, and comprehensive technology scenarios show a halt in growth within a decade or so from now. It concludes the study, concludes the study published in the Yale Journal of Industrial Ecology. Both scenarios thus indicate that continuing business as usual, that is, pursuing continuous growth, is not possible. You can see where this kind of sets up for, again, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, Rex 84, Codex Alimentarius, uh, the scientific dictatorship, the, 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 the scientific elite in the background assuming control. This is what Carlo, uh, uh, Archbishop Carlo Vigiano talked about when saying that C-19 is the introduction into that global health dictatorship where they're trying to, uh, again, usurp God and control humanity. They're trying to say that, hey, business as usual, BAU2, if we, st- if we stay down this line, We'll destroy ourselves. Humans are bad. Let's give over our power, our sovereignty to a greater system that dictates to us how to live. And again, this is all coming from a simulation. You understand? This is all coming from the computer saying that humans are bad. Let technology take over and we will keep you guys on a path towards sustainable development. It says even when paired with unprecedented technological development and adoption, Business as usual, as as modeled by limits of growth, the MIT book based on the study, would inevitably lead to declines in industrial capital, agricultural output, and welfare levels within the century. Although the 1972 simulation suggests society is doomed, Harrington's study adds that technological progress and investing more in public services could shift us away from collapsing. However, humanity will have to put in a strong effort in the next decade to change the bleak future. At this point, therefore, the data most aligns with uh, comprehensive technology 
and business as usual two scenarios which indicate a slowdown and eventual halt in growth within the next decade or so. But World 3 leaves open whether the subsequent decline will, con will constitute a collapse, the study concludes. Although the stabilized world scenario tracks least closely a deliberately trajectory change brought about by society turning downward, another goal than growth is still possible. Well, uh, the LTG work implies that this window of opportunity is closing very fast. Yeah. And so this is them saying that in 1972, they had a model that predicted Armageddon societal collapse in 2020 and 2040. And that's what they're pushing for. You see, because they, these people, they don't do a lot of thinking. They follow orders very well. They can regurgitate propaganda very well. But as far as intuition, right, initiative, thinking for themselves, they don't do that. They're kept on very, very short leashes so they can follow orders. That's how it works. <laughs> that is how it works. So very, very interesting. I find that crazy that that comes out right as soon as we're talking about uh, converging timelines. Uh, again, Project Looking Glass. Excuse me. And so much more. And how we are in a we're we're. we're I don't want to say like we're in it like we're, I don't want to say we're we're stuck between a rock and a hard place, but I want to say we're like in the fulcrum. We're like right smack dab in the middle. We're in the zeitgeist. We are in a part of crazy history taking place is the easiest way to describe it. And so when I when I make statements saying what you do now paves the way for what comes afterwards, well, you're making your bed for tomorrow with the work you're doing today. You're building your house tomorrow with the wood you're chopping today. And that's the attitude we need to have because we are for sure on borrowed time. We are. Uh, another quick article I wanted to get into here with you guys. I think if anything, this is a good way for us to read a little bit of this, take a quick break, come back, and we'll play that straight talk on the other side. Uh, but again, here's more of that Declaration of War. Here's more of that identifying the targets. Now they are saying that the Republican Party is the, quote, number one national security threat to the United States of America. This is an article from Activist Post. They put this up July 16th. It's by Michael Snyder of the most important news. And this is very lengthy. And I think we should read. I think we should read as much of it as we can uh, and then go into break with it. Because, again, this is only two articles. Right. I wanted to I'll, maybe I'll, I'll read this and then we'll we'll do the news crews on the other side, because I know it's Monday. It's Monday. People want to hear news. They want to hear like what's really going down. But I think within this within this segment for me to cover war game simulations, not necessarily prophecy agendas and stuff like this. And then this, and to move into this, it shows you how this is all being planned. This is a part of that engineered collapse. This is a part of them destroying the old world order and creating a new world order, right? This is so crazy, everything that's going down. That's why the information that's coming out right now, for those that have the eyes and ears to, lit, to see and hear, it's, it's intense. Uh, but let's read this, and then we'll, we'll see where we're at by the end of this. We'll take a break afterwards. 
I think I might go ahead and play. I'm going to go ahead and play that uh, for our video listeners, people that like to sit there and watch. I'm going to go ahead and play for you guys that clip of uh, The Outer Limits, just so you can watch that as we're reading. Who knows? Maybe maybe something cool will pop up that will have a similarity to what's going on. Uh, but again, this is by Michael Snyder of The Most Important News. It's been reposted by the folks over there at Activist Post, July 16th. It says, now they are saying that the Republican Party is the number one, quote, national security threat to the United States of America. It says, when one major political party starts labeling the other major political party as a, quote, national security threat, that should shut off major alarms. Because that means that the tyranny is very near. Needless to say, Democrats and Republicans have always had better words from one another. When you start calling the other side a, quote, national security threat, that is taking things to a completely different level. Al-Qaeda was a national security threat. And so we invaded Afghanistan. ISIS was a national security threat. So we bombed them into oblivion. The full weight of the U.S. military power is often used to, quote, net neutralize national security threats. And so when a former Department of Homeland Security official went on MSNBC and said that the Republican Party is now a serious national security threat worse than either al-Qaeda or ISIS, that sends chills down the spine of a lot of people. I wonder if we can find that clip, get that type of stuff on record, too. And this is this is what I'm saying, too, by the declarations of war. When you've got former CIA director John Brennan coming out saying, hey, uh, you uh, libertarians, re- uh, uh, religious extremists, nativists, and he just listed a whole a whole litany of people, a whole list of them. He was making a declaration and designating who he thought of as adversaries. And that's what I'm saying. Just before coming onto the air with you good people, I literally was trying to watch a video of the feds knocking on somebody's door who was at the Capitol on 16th, and 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 the computer shut down. So we found that clip. Let's go ahead and pause the vaccine. We'll pick that up on the other side. But here, let's go ahead and get this clip up of this 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 operative saying that the Republican Party is the number one security threat to the United States of America. Listen to this incredible gaslighting. Listen to this propaganda. Look at this. Is this Eric Swalwell? God, we are not as a political operative. I've never worked on a campaign in my life other than campaigning against Trump. I'm a national security guy. I've worked in national security against ISIS and Al Qaeda and Russia. And the number one national security threat I've ever seen in my life to this country's democracy is the party that I'm in, the Republican Party. It is the number one national security threat to the United States of America. And I'll tell you this, if my party retakes the U.S. House of Representatives in the next cycle, it's going to become a haunted house. And and the ghoul in the specter haunting that house is going to be Donald Trump. And if Kevin McCarthy's hand is on the speaker's gavel. It's really Donald Trump's hand on the speaker's gavel. And the fact that Kevin McCarthy continues to pay homage to a twice impeached presidential loser, I think should give all Americans pause and make them worry about the future of this country and its security. I worry more about the safety and security of a country where constituents such as yourself, candidates, whatever you want to consider yourself, were operatives like yourself, Consider things and statements such as that declaring uh, another political party domestic terrorists. I consider that a threat. I worry about the future of that country 
where they're willing to literally call out, not necessarily opposition, but people who have differing opinions. And again, you've got to understand that the rhinos, the Republicans in names only, are literally, again, Democrat operatives within the party. And so I know I'm talking about left-right paradigm nonsense, but what I'm also trying to say is we're seeing the creation of the uniparty when you have people like that who are willing to sell out their party for not even America, but for this communist globalist takeover, you've got to understand the subtle nuances of how these people are operating. But let me get back into this article so we can try to fly through some of it. And then we'll, 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 we'll take a break and get uh, Mike, Mike Adams, a straight talk on, but miles Taylor, that's the gentleman you guys just saw right there. A former department of Homeland security, DHS official made the comment during a Thursday interview on MSNBC's, quote, the readout. And you heard him right there. He said, quote, I've spent my whole career not as a political operative. I've never worked on a campaign in my life other than campaigning against Trump. I'm a national security guy. I've worked in national security against ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and Russia, Taylor said, quote, and the number one national security threat I've ever seen in my life to this country's democracy is the party that I'm in, the Republican Party. It is the number one security threat, security national security threat to the United States of America. And you guys heard him. He actually said that. In the past, members of the Biden administration have been labeled certain political subgroups as national security threats. But now Miles Taylor is saying that the entire Republican Party is the number one national threat that our nation is facing. Just think about what that means. When we would capture a member of ISIS or Al-Qaeda, we would ship them off to a Guantanamo Bay and torture them for, for months or even years. And let me pause right there, right? Because <laughs> there's an article out right now on, on, on Newsify, if, uh, if I can get to it. And I think the Gateway Pundit put it up. And I'll see if I can. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find it over there. But they basically talked about how. Yeah, right here. January 6th protester faces 20 years in prison for standing in the Capitol for 10 minutes. 10 minutes. That's a domestic terrorist. I think Ross story. Uh, this this leftist rag. They're actually very, very excited about a fair amount of the people right here. In, uh, yeah. Insurrectionists, Paul Hodgkins sentenced to eight months in prison after judge cites Trump flag. You, you, are you getting the picture? You getting the picture? They want to torture people. They want to create this system. This is, this is, again, this is the erection of the uniparty. This is them literally saying, you're a terrorist. We're going to torture you. We're going to treat you wrong. You got over 500 people within, within the DC prisons facing jail time. 20 years, eight months to 20 years is what we just covered right there. Right there. Just for speaking out against it. That's why they're treating these people like national security threats. Because we have an occupied White House. Getting back in the article, it says, and I knew that eventually the same tactics would be used against Americans. With each passing day, the U.S. is getting closer and closer to becoming an authoritarian regime. On Friday, we learned that the Biden regime has been regularly working with social media companies to censor the speech of people that are concerned about the safety of the C-19 vaccines. Social media companies are private entities, and so they can theoretically argue that they have the right to determine what is allowed to be posted on their platforms. But when the federal government colludes with social media companies to censor speech, that is a clear crystal, a crystal clear violation of our First Amendment rights. 
as Green, Glenn Greenwald has noted, if you support the Biden administration's attempt to censor speech on social platforms, that makes you an authoritarian. Not only is the Biden administration actively involved in censoring speech, they're also specifically demonizing 12 particular individuals that the Biden administration claims are responsible for, quote, 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. They're talking about the disinformation dozen. They're talking about Riza Islam. They're talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They're also talking about people like Sherry Tenpenny, people who are literally doing the work. Dr. Uh, Dr. Merkula, people who were doing the work fighting back against their lies and they want to demonize them. They call them the disinformation dozen. This is the national security threat because of people like Rizza, because of people like Kennedy, because of people like Tinpenny, because of people like Dr. Merkula. They have to police police your text messages now. You see how just like that, everybody's a suspect. That's why whenever all this started happening and we said the only people that wear masks are thieves and criminals is because they want people to be suspects. They want everybody to be suspects. You see? And now what do they tell you? Oh, the vaccine didn't work. Put your mask back on. Roll up the sleeve. You're going to take another one. So because we, we, we saw this coming, we're a national security threat because we're talking about medical freedom, bodily autonomy, my body, my choice. Those are radicalist statements. Those are those are extremist statements. Getting back in the article, it says at this point, freedom of speech is virtually a dead right in the United States of America. And that means that all of our rights are in danger of being completely stripped away as well, because once freedom of speech is gone, the government will be free to take away the rest of our rights at their leisure. Never before in U.S. history have we seen a massive attempt by one side of the political spectrum to silence the speech of the other side of the political spectrum. And ultimately, they won't just be justified, satisfied with shutting up people. In fact, there are some activists that are already wishing death upon their political act, their political opponents. And yes, we're seeing this. Uh, I didn't get around to posting it, but there's a clip out right now. Not even a clip. What's going on? I think in like Portland over this, it's either Portland or California, somewhere where they're one of these big transgender rights activists. We're literally seeing like a war breakout because Antifa wants to be the champions uh, for letting them dangle their genitals in the face of children. And so you got to think about this. You're having the Proud Boys step up for common sense, and you're having the, the Antifa step up for people who, who, who basically want to sexualize children. And so think about this. I have to pull back from this and say, this is ridiculous. We are becoming a freaking joke. We are so unnatural and, and so bass backwards and so upside down. We're literally fighting for the right for people to not only lose their mind, but affect others with that same level of perversion and insanity. You understand? That's why this is so crazy. Because I, and I get it, you know, I'm sure they see themselves as, 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 as patriots, as freedom fighters. We're fighting for transgender rights. We're fighting for people, you know, to lose their, we're fighting for people to change their identity. I get that, 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 that argument can be made, but at a certain level, our, our fights, our brawls, are shootings, are stabbings, are the beatings of pastors necessary to get across your point? And if violence is being used as a means to convey your point, I think you've already lost the argument and you know you're wrong. But you see, that's what I'm saying. These people don't want to admit they're wrong. They're willing to slug it out, duke it out, make things worse, and not admit the change needs to take place. And how many lives is that type of arrogance ta- taking? 
<sighs> like I'm, I'm. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off right there, so we could take a quick break, and then I'll come back playing Mike Adams and straight talk on the other side. We'll take a break, get into a little bit of a better news cruise. Uh, won't get so tripped tripped up on a single article, on two or three articles. We'll do a better news cruise on the other side with all this. Uh, but this is where we're at. This is the world they're creating. This is the insanity that they want us to get used to. And if we let them, if we entertain their insanity, we will become part of the chaos. And we can't let that happen. But we're going to be taking a break and picking all this up on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back right after this.
to get into right here that not everybody is is fully talking about. Uh, number one, the, the, the police have run out of ammo. They ran out days ago. And even the ammo they've been able to acquire is not the correct ammo. I, I heard one transmission where cops were talking about how they were able to acquire nine ball ammo. Well, nine ball is just full metal jacket, nine millimeter. Th those are target rounds. I mean, practice target rounds. You know, that's not a self. All right, welcome to the fourth hour of today's broadcast. So millimeters in diameter, you stop them with heavy trauma to, to shatter, let's say their pelvis or cause trauma to their abdominal region or their heart so that the blood stops pumping so that assailant can no longer attack that police officer or some innocent victim that they're targeting. The point of, of bullets is to stop the violence, to stop the attacker. But even in South Africa, they don't have that kind of ammo remaining uh, much, it seems, anymore. And there was one transmission where a police officer was saying, oh, he managed to get a thousand rounds of nine millimeter to distribute among uh, the police and I think some civilian security forces. A thousand rounds. I'm thinking, you know, that's it? They're down to their last box of a thousand rounds? This is a very dangerous situation. And it reinforces the idea that as society collapses, you can almost never have too much ammo because you may need to provide ammunition to your local sheriff's department or a local civilian security force. You may need ammo for more than just yourself and your family. And what's happening, the other realization is that it is civilians who are defending themselves against the, the looting mobs. Civilians are doing the job that the police are incapable of doing because they've run out of ammo and they're not enough police officers and so on. So if you ever wondered why you need a, a civilian force for national security, uh, domestic security, uh, just look at South Africa. This is, this is it right there. The other realization is if you did not have stored food and you did not have a firearm and you did not have ammunition before all of this started, it very quickly becomes too late. The time to prepare is now while you still can. Ammo prices have come down maybe 30% from their highs under COVID. You can, you can get some ammo now, and, and you should really consider that. Firearms are available in, in many cases. You can get firearms. You can get pistols, rifles, and shotguns legally in America right now because the manufacturers are really producing firearms in record numbers. And, you know, thank goodness they are. Because especially with left-wing cities defunding the police, even the police themselves, the ones that don't just quit and go home and decide to protect their own families, which is probably a rational thing to do in certain cities, the ones that decide to stay on the force and try to protect your community, they're going to need help, it turns out. They're going to need help. So the vet veterans, the um, off-duty cops, people who, uh, civilian firearms experts and those with EMT training, emergency response training, volunteer fire departments, and so on, all of you are going to be necessary to protect your local communities because the mass looting you see in South Africa is coming to America. And when it happens, they are going to spread out from the cities like a zombie apocalypse. It's going to be like a zombie apocalypse. These are people who are going to be brain damaged from the vaccines. They will literally be brain damaged. They're going to be desperate. They're going to be starving, hungry, and violent. Their rationality will have been completely crushed 
they will think and act like zombies, and it's going to be up to you and your neighbors and your local law enforcement, rural sheriffs and deputies to defend your community, or you will die. That's the message you need to get. We'll be back after this break with more analysis. And that was Mike Adams of Natural News and also Mike Adams of Brighteon. That is where you can find some of our podcast episodes. I'll put the link for that in the description bar below so you guys can check it out. That is him talking about how to survive the final solution in-game. It's very, very important that you at least go listen to what Mike has to say or at least begin to prepare yourself because that's not me saying that, dude. That's, that's somebody else making the analysis that by the time you actually need food, guns, water, and ammo, it's going to be too late. You only have now to prepare for tomorrow. And you saw how quickly things went down in South Africa at the end of last week. Uh, we, we, we've got to play catch up as to what's going on there now. I think you've got people saying, uh, believing that it was actually planned and orchestrated. Either way, that powder keg type event where you're having not necessarily a civil a civilization breakdown or societal collapse or Armageddon, but where you're having intense pockets of destabilization, that can happen anywhere. That can happen overnight. It happened overnight. And so you need to get prepared. You need to get storable goods. You need to get water. You need to get, you need to get ammo. You need to get guns. You need to be connected with people around you. You guys need to have like a rendezvous rendezvous point. You also need to have like the, 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 the crazy thing is that there's only so much warning and so much watchman on the wall I can do being in this position. This is why I'm doing everything I can to to tell you guys to say, hey, look, the writing is on the wall. These are the signs of the time. You need to learn to read the tea leaves. We don't have much time. And in the in the years that I've been doing this, I have never really spoken with such a sense of urgency and intensity. You guys may have noticed it. You guys may have noticed how, wow, these shows are getting intense. They're getting very knowledgeable. They're getting very deep. They're getting, there's something else. It's because of the urgency in which I am speaking and how we do not have much time. I'm very grateful uh, that I am no longer dependent upon Instagram to deliver information. I am very grateful. I've been saying this since it happened, that the fall humbled me. It really was able to take me away from that whole uh, social media cult mindset and really begin to get involved in my community. I'm not, it, 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 there's so much stuff happening, guys. All I can tell you to do is get prepared uh, so that whenever stuff does start going down, you don't lose your mind, you know, and that's exactly what they want. But let's go ahead and get into the news cruise. Finally, <laughs> like an hour and 15 in, let's go ahead and get into the news cruise and we'll pick it up from there. That was that was that straight talk I was talking about. We do not hear a whole lot of that being discussed these days. I'm glad he brought up people being brain damaged by the vaccine. You know, and how they'll be starving. They will have lost their rationale. They will have lost reason. They will have brought in all the propaganda and everything else that's going on, man. It's it's it it truly is crazy uh to see all these things going down. Uh, but picking back up from what we discussed before the break right here, Capitol rioter sentenced to eight months, not accused of assaulting anyone or damaging property. Yeah, eight months for carrying a Trump flag inside the Capitol. How dare he? 
I bet he doesn't wear a mask. And all they're doing, right, is 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 setting up this not even prosecutorial arm of the government, but just this 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 obey big brother. You will not have a dissenting opinion from the establishment. I'm not sure what you would call this apparatus, the Truth and Reconciliation Committee, right? I'm not sure what you would call it, but that's all this is. Whenever they're grabbing people, showing up at their houses, intimidating them, saying we're going to designate you a national security threat, that is so, that is that, 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 again, this goes beyond the normal political discourse. This goes beyond saying, oh, well, I don't like your viewpoints. This is saying that your viewpoints shouldn't exist. If anything, you shouldn't exist. This is intense. Carbon border tax proposed by the Dems. Very interesting. Look at this. Jin Saki says a Fed book should take faster action against the harmful posts. Let me see if we can try to find the actual video of Miss Saki saying such blasphemous and evil things. And what you got to understand is this is, is, is this is these people coming out now admitting that, yes, no, we are authoritarians. We don't believe in freedom of speech. We don't believe in letting people have their own viewpoints. No, we believe in authoritarianism. We believe that you should obey the government. And if you have, again, any dissenting opinions, you have to be, you have to be taken down. Let's see if we can, where, where is this post at? Um, where is that post at? It just gives us a video and I don't want to see what the guys over here at the blaze are saying. I want to hear what Saki says. I want to get that on record. Maybe we'll see that if we keep cruising through, but the article here says that uh, press secretary Jen Saki had some alarming things to say about social media censorship. According to Saki, there are 12 people responsible for 65% of medical misinformation on FedBook. And she believes that FedBook should take faster action against harmful posts. The disinformation doesn't. And I'm proud of our boy Riza. That was another dude that got kicked off Instagram for being truth truthful. He's over there on Fanbase now. You can find him. He still does shows. He's come back too. Oh, uh, his page, I think, is MOTM or MTO. M, message to the millennials. Yeah, check it out. And that's what I'm saying, man. They make all these things. Like here, let me put away this news. I find it so crazy that people can't see how they are being propagandized to. They make it like, I guess what happened to actually being thought leaders and critical thinkers and uh, 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 black sheep and putting yourself out there and saying, hey, let's let's challenge the status quo. Question everything. I thought that that one of the reasons why people do science is because you're also supposed to question everything. We don't question anything. We're so obedient. It's a it's a shame. It's like, you know, I was watching. uh, I'll get back into being like a rebel and a renegade and questioning the status quo. But I was watching Sopranos the other night and it was a scene where Uncle Junior was getting like he was getting a second opinion. And the doctor's name just so happened to be Kennedy. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, here, 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 here's this old mobster. You know, he's probably done a couple hits in his days. But here he is being obedient and acting like a child to this doctor saying, well, if you say sit, I sit, I sit. If you say jump, I jump. And I think to myself, 
what happened? What happened to these so-called rebellious people? These rebellious, these 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 uh, um, these renegade souls, these underground people, these truly counterculture people, these 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 fringe individuals. What happened to them being so like obedient? I think that's what's so trippy is like all the people that you used to look up to. All the ones that used to be like rebels and, and 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 renegades and real what you thought were revolutionaries, they weren't. They were sellouts. They're shells. And so here we are now in our own version of it as well. All the people that you would think fight back against this, to see the injustice, to see the to see the tyranny, to see the gosh darn side effects of this all, you would think that you would hear them talking about it, fighting back against it. And yet instead, they're being compliant and obedient. And it's like, my God, that's scary. Is that not scary? These are again, these are these are people that know the system is corrupt beyond all get out. They know that they, that the government has a history of working and experimenting on people. But Biden, Beijing Biden, demented old bat Biden tells you to roll up your sleeve and people say it's the most patriotic thing you could do. It's like, what the fuck? Where, where did you get this clue? Where did you get this Kool-Aid from? This is amazing. This is amazing. So it's just, I'm like, wow, that this is, again, this is impressive if it wasn't so terrifying, right? Because the problem is, is now when you talk to people who have received the experimental gene therapy, you start spitting facts to them, they've been converted. They've been given over. You know what? Here's what I think I'm going to do instead. Instead of playing the clip of The Outer Limits, I think what I will do is... Let's go to our Telegram page and let's just find that 15 minute long clip, that compilation of all the people who are just like giggling and laughing as, you know, their their arms have been magnetized. Let's just see. Let's just do that. We'll still do the news crews. Don't worry for sure. We'll play it or we'll cover it. Don't worry. But what we're going to do is just play this video clip in the background and let it run. We'll still cover news and everything. But I'm going to put this up here while we read everything else. We might cover stuff that's COVID-related. We might cover politics. It is what it is. But I'm going to let this play just so we can get it up there on the record, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. The evidence is overwhelming. Look at this. They're sticking phones to this chick. This guy's got a spoon and a fork, two spoons of, and two forks on his chest, on his clavicle. My God, this is putting putting stuff on the nose ridge. Oh, my God. Anyway, let me get back into the news while that thing plays. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Australia deports, revokes the visa of UK commentator Katie Hopkins for breaking quarantine. Of course. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, here's some more propaganda. We might have to stop the magnet challenge uh, video just so we can get this propaganda up for you guys. But it says that uh, Joe Biden says that there is now an epidemic, not of the vaccinated, but of the unvaccinated. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, COVID cases are now rising in communities with low vaccination right, rates. Joe Biden continues his war on unvaccinated Americans. Now, there will be a video dropping on our Telegram feed later on in the day 
where it talks about uh, a former White House official from the Obama administration that talks about people who have not received the jab not being allowed to have access to their children or work. That's what I'm saying. Think about the level of authoritarianism that these people are just gaslighting us into, that they're just telling us to get used to. But let me read about uh, how Joe Biden is continuing his, continuing his war on unvaccinated Americans. This article comes from the Gateway Pundit. It's by Christina Lalia. They put this up July 19th. It says Joe Biden on Monday delivered remarks on the economy and rising consumer prices. Biden continued his war on unvaccinated Americans during a speech, saying, quote, unfortunately, cases are now rising, particularly in communities with low vaccination rates. Biden said, quote, virtually all hospitalizations and deaths are occurring among unvaccinated Americans. Think about the level of gaslighting I just casually mentioned to you. So let's go ahead and pause the magnet challenge and pull up Biden and his uh, propaganda. And then we'll pick it up on the other side from there. Here is the liar in chief telling you that all the people who are in the hospital are just the unvaccinated. Unfortunately, cases are now rising, particularly in communities with very low vaccination rates. Just four states account for nearly 40%, four states, 40% of all cases last week. Virtually all hospitalizations and deaths are occurring among unvaccinated Americans. These tragedies are avoidable. The data couldn't be clearer. If, we're, if you're fully vaccinated, you have a high degree of protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and death. If you're unvaccinated, you are not protected. So please, please get vaccinated. Get vaccinated now. God, you know, I just can't take uh, I got like a, bull, a built-in bullcrap detector and I just can't listen to the dude talk. But anyway, let's go ahead and get this Magnet Challenge video back up there. Let's go ahead and start showing more of that. Freedom t-shirts, those are always great. But let's get back into Biden continuing his war against the unvaccinated. Not to mention, no mention of the several thousand deaths due to the experimental COVID vaccines. No mentions of the hundreds of thousands of injuries caused by the experimental vaccines. Data recent data from a recently released study out of the UK that uses data compiled from their Orwellian system tracking app shows vaccinated people account for half for almost half of the country's new COVID cases. The experimental jab has been getting worse results as time progresses. Just a few months ago, only 25% of people who had received the shot caught the China virus afterwards, and that number has now risen to 47, 47% according to the study. Now, what I want to do, because I was hanging out with these, or I was, I was catching up on what the exclusive members were talking about, what I want to do is pull up a recent uh, lawsuit that's taking place because even those numbers are becoming not necessarily defunct, but passe. And what I mean by that is there is a VAERS whistleblower, somebody with a vaccine adverse event reaction or reporting system coming out saying that there have been over 45,000 dead from the C-19 vaccines within three days. Within three days. So the numbers we're getting that there's only been a couple of thousands dead. We've talked about that, how that's been underreported. We know that. How many people are going to think at the time of an adverse vaccine reaction or death 
that, hey, they're going to need to report this. How many people are going to think that? So we know the reporting is being underreported. We know the numbers aren't really there. But now you've got somebody within the actual vaccine reporting system saying, no, 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 no. Things are much worse than they're letting on. There have been 45,000 people dead from the C19 experimental gene therapy within three days. So it's a lot larger than that. This has been going on for far too long. Let me read this article. Better yet, what I'll do is I'll play this clip that the exclusive members put up. We'll still keep playing that uh, that magnet video, man. I'm telling you, we have to. <laughs> like we legit have to keep playing that just to show you guys like how crazy things are. But uh, let me go ahead and pull this up, play the clip, and then I'll read the article, and then we'll we'll go from there. But one of our exclusive members put this into the chat. And shucks, I, I kind of dropped the ball. I didn't even cover what another exclusive member put in there. They showed us video of concentration camps being created in in the UK. But let me play this clip, and then we'll pick it up from there. That's what I'm saying, guys. There's so much information right now unfolding that it becomes a little overwhelming. And I'm doing everything I can to try to piece it all together. So I'm sorry if it kind of sounds like we're jumping all over the place. It's just confirmation after confirmation. And uh, we're just trying to to navigate it. But here is that lawsuit against the government for the 45,000 deaths that have occurred uh, in three days due to the experimental C-19 injections. Here with uh, Dr. Brian Harris, we did an interview with him and he wasn't able to release the numbers at three o'clock. So three o'clock today, right here in Anaheim. What happened, Brian? As confirmed today by Thomas Renz, they just filed federal papers in a lawsuit against the government. 45,000 confirmed dead from the COVID-19 shots within three days so far, and they've covered it up. 45,000. The VARS data has only reported 11,000, but there's 11 different report systems into the government. Wow. One of them alone has 45,000 that they have not released or told you. Wow. Mr. Renz has got the paperwork, has the whistleblower, has the sworn affidavit, and they're actually already filed a lawsuit today. It's not a game. Stay tuned. It's disgusting. And now they want to push on every child, and they've passed a law that by September of this year, by the fall, they will be able to vaccinate every five-year-old in America before they go to school. 45,000 confirmed dead from one reporting system. Breaking news right here on the MG Show from Anaheim, California. Thank you, Dr. Artis. Thanks for tuning in, Matrix Groove. Boom. Boom. See, that's the type of attitude we need. I got to go ahead and pull you guys' attention again. Uh, audio listeners, you guys can't see it. I'll go ahead and pull the clip up. But... Somebody put this into our private exclusive members chat and it shows uh, it shows a what seemingly a perfectly healthy person like here's let me let me do this a better way. Two days ago, this person on Instagram put this up. Queen City Dom is her Instagram page, right? Uh, you guys can't see it if you're listening, but she's convulsing, right? Two days ago, she put that up. Two days ago, she put up this picture where, you know, she's just taking pictures of herself. Six days ago, you know, she's perfectly fine. July 9th, you know, she's just, she's doing what most <laughs> most people our age do. Taking classic cheesy photos, trying to look attractive, trying to wow the world with our beauty, right? And so two days ago, which would be July 19th, she posted, or 
July 17th, she posted this video of her convulsing, shaking uncontrollably uh, in her chair. You audio listeners, you guys can't see her. I'll try to describe it. Uh, But she's literally sitting here with her hands in a kind of retracted position. And she's, again, shaking uncontrollably. And she has her two little dogs sitting right next to her. The caption reads this. March 18th, 2021 is the day that I made a decision that flipped my entire world upside down. She says, I've been extremely quiet about this decision and the adverse effects that it has caused my has caused me simply because I didn't want to scare anyone out of making their own decision and receiving the vax. With all this being said, I made the decision to get my vax before I left Las Vegas to move back home to my state of North Carolina because I wanted to play it safe and make sure those around me weren't in harm. Harm's away. I also do have underlying autoimmune issues, which I have openly talked about for a while now. I'm not ashamed of why I've received this vax because I know my heart was in a good place and my intentions were pure. And yet here I am struggling with adverse side effects from this life-changing decision. Doctors have been pretty lost on what exactly is going on, running multiple tests, medical imaging, and neurological exams coming back with no answers. She says, here's just a glimpse of what I've been dealing with. She says, here are some symptoms that come and go. Dystonia, difficulty walking, weakness with the legs, dull aching, sharp shooting pains within the legs, vertigo, heart palpitations, lack of sensation throughout the body, cold sensation in the legs, pain behind the eyes, and a tremor in the right hand. Symptoms that are 24-7, short-term memory loss, trouble forming sentences, feeling out of body, depth perception is off, visual changes, severe brain fog. I'm not sharing this post to scare anyone out of making their own decisions. However, I do believe that people must know exactly what the risks are. These stories shouldn't be so hidden on social media platforms or the news. And I'm done being quiet about this. If anyone out there is experiencing something similar, don't be afraid to let your voice be heard. Please share. I can use all the insight and help I can get right now. And somebody says that this is mitochondrial damage. Dr. Jess MD says that this is mitochondrial damage. And so for our audio listeners, again, I'll describe to you because there's three clips. The final clip I'm playing is of her trying to walk in a straight line where she where she's saying the symptoms that come and go, the difficulty walking and the weakness within the legs. That's this right here. She's walking like 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 she's drunk, but she's clearly not. Something has happened to her. This is that mitochondrial DNA or that mitochondrial damage. Right. And then the other video that I'm playing is of her looking like she's going through a seizure. One hand is, is again, she's it's like a convulsive state. I'm not quite sure what to say about it. I would recommend you guys either go find the video clip for yourself. Again, this is Queen City Dom. She's on Instagram. They haven't taken it down yet. Thank God. It's only been up there for two days, but you understand how the technocrats are. They don't want us to have access to this information. They don't want us to be able to track them down and say, hey, you are poisoning us. We do we do not want to be a part of your experimental trial. So again, we'll, let me go ahead and pull up the, the magnet challenge again so we can get back into the news and talk about how this isn't news. You see, and that's what I find, again, so distressing is we are literally 
actually, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, let me pull up this video clip of the magnet challenge while I read about that lawsuit that is taking place from that Vera's whistleblower. And then we'll get back into the news crews because again, that was one person, Dominique. That was one person we saw experience the adverse vaccine reaction. And you're seeing these people who were magnetized talk about their adverse reaction. These are, these are not category one issues, right? Let me get into this. It says that, uh, this, this comes from the Daily Exposé. They put this up July 19th. It says 45,000 people have allegedly died from the C-19 vaccine within three days, according to a U.S. whistleblower, which has sparked a lawsuit against the federal government. Thomas Renz, an attorney based in Ohio, has started a lawsuit against the federal government for covering up the true number of deaths from the C-19 vaccines. According to Renz, a whistleblower referred to as Jane Doe, who is an insider and has seen information on the vaccine adverse events reporting system, allegedly passed on the numbers and relevant information to him. At an event hosted by Awaken America, Renz said, quote, we have someone that has sworn under penalty of perjury that there have been at least 45,000 deaths. Renz stated that whilst he cannot currently prove the information, he said that with America's frontline doctors, a team of medical professionals fighting for medical freedom for Americans, he has been, quote, empowered to file the lawsuit in Alabama. Allegedly, the whistleblower stated that there are around 11 VAERS reporting systems or systems reporting adverse reactions and deaths across the U.S. And one system alone and one system alone has allegedly has the reported the shocking 45,000 deaths from the COVID jabs. Now, that's actually very important that there's 11 different VAERS reporting systems. There are 11 vaccine adverse event reporting systems. We know about one. We knew that the CDC had one of those reporting systems. There are 11 of them. We've reported on it, too, how in the U.K., they have their own uh, vaccine adverse reporting system, right? But there are 11 of them in the U.S. One of them shows that there has been 45,000 deaths in three days. So that 5,000 that we talked about earlier, that's, that's, from, that's from the CDC. The 5,000 deaths and the over 800,000 adverse events, that's from the CDC. This fact does not come from this. Getting back in the article, it says, however, Renz believes that this number is, quote, immensely higher and is calling for immediate investigation into the VAERS system. Quote, how many have really died and why are they covering it up? Renz told the America Awakened crowd. The attorney said that this is information and lawsuit will not be reported by mainstream media and will likely be censored by big tech corporations like YouTube, Fedbook and Gulag. Google. Renz said that these big tech giants are, quote, complicit in causing death and that he cannot wait to sue them over and over again. Through, Let's hope he gets to stay alive. Uh, through his Ohio-based law firm, Renz Law, Thomas is suing the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to halt the C-19 vaccine rollout to children 15 years old and younger. And that's important, too, because think about it. We had covered Maddie Daguerre, the 12-year-old girl that had experienced a uh, severe adverse vaccine reaction, where she was basically like a quadriplegic. We played the clip for you. She described all of the other strange th- uh, uh, symptoms that we've been hearing. She felt like her heart was coming out of her throat. She felt zapping throughout her whole body. A lot of crazy stuff going on, right? And and 
We've we've talked about um, Tammy Burgess and how her her nephew had received the Pfizer vaccine and how he died of heart inflammation after having nothing wrong with him forever. And so you've got people being magnetized. You've got injection sites becoming basically uh, glow in the dark. You've got all these things going on and they want to administer this vaccine, this experimental gene therapy to children. They're killing us. I'm only going to read a little bit more of this just so we get this, this on record, but this is important to talk about. These are the real facts. You want to talk about trusted science, follow the science. Well, the science is this, the vaccine is much, the, the cure is much worse than the disease. What in God's name are they injecting inside of you? They're not putting ivermectin. They're not putting hydroxychloroquine. They're not putting azithromycin in you. They're not injecting you with vitamin C. What the fuck are they putting inside of you? You understand? Furthermore, the lawsuit challenges the legality of the emergency youth authorization as the law states that children must be at risk, which Rins argues that the, quote, CDC state that children are statistically at 0% mortality rate by C-19. Recent data from the VAERS up to week up to the week of July 2nd showed that the 29.5% of all reported deaths in the U.S. following the administration of the C-19 over the last six months and two weeks has occurred in the last two weeks, in the last week. The data showed that, the Decem- that between December 14th of 2020 and July 2nd of 2021, a total of 438,441 adverse events were reported to VAERS, including 9,000 and 48 deaths. Compared to the previous week, this was an increase in 2,063 deaths. However, it is known that only 1% of adverse reactions are reported. As a report commissioned by the United States Department of Health stated, quote, adverse events from the drug and vaccines are common, but underreported. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this off. We're almost done. It says, quote, although 25% of ambulatory patients experience an adverse drug event, Less than 0.3% of all adverse event, adverse drug events and 1% to 13% of serious events are reported to the Food and Drug Administration. Likewise, fewer than 1% of vaccine events are reported. Yeah, I'm sure. Therefore, it is worth noting that the adverse reaction statistics are already inaccurate as not every person who has had an adverse event reports it to the relevant system. However, the question still remains as to the number of reactions and deaths which may not be released to the public by the likes of the VAERS and the UK's yellow card reporting system. Whilst the shocking information revealed by the whistleblower cannot yet be proven, it will be interesting to see how the lawsuit develops and what unfolds as a result. So yes, there are 11 different VAERS reporting systems. We only know about one. And in one of these VAERS reporting systems, 45,000 people have died from the experimental gene therapy within three days. And so they are selectively releasing information. They are trying to, again, figure out how to, how to propagandize people, how to get them to take the jab. You've got, uh, you've got the crypt keeper, Joe Biden talking about how COVID cases are on the rise in communities with low vaccination rates. It's, it's, it's the unvaccinated faults. It's like, but we're not talking about how the people, who are taking these jabs are still dying. <laughs> We're still not. We're still not. Insanity. And that's what I'm saying. These people, because we had asked, we, Jensen asked the question just the other week. He's like, how are they going to cover all this up? 
How are they going to cover up all this death? They're, they're, they're doing it in front of us. Let me pull up this thing real quick. Let me pull up a thing. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Yes, it's all great. I love freedom. Let me pull up this, this, this other video that was posted to our telegram, uh, which I think should be brought up and I should try to see if I could verify it. But essentially what it is, is a gentleman driving inside of a quarantine isolation facility. Speaking of Jensen, um, let's go ahead and pull this up. Sorry to jump all over the place, but this is, again, the amount of information that's coming out and how little time we have to cover it. But right here, you guys can't see it, so I'll read it to you. Uh, but this was put up on the 10th of July. It says, how come nobody's talking about this? Dr. Michael Yedon, who we played on last week's podcast episode, said that they are building prisons around the country. A friend knows people working on this one. This is called the Welling, the Wellingboro Prison. It's massive. It's the size of a town. It's supposed to be used for quarantining. What the hell are these places for? And then they tag uh, GB News, which I'm sure is Great British, Great Britain News. And now this is important when we're talking about quarantine, isolation facilities and things like this, FEMA camps and, and all this stuff. Uh, just last week on the podcast episode, I had talked about, because we pulled up an article written by Mike Adams of Natural News, how because of the door-to-door vaccine campaign that was going on, they were trying to figure out how to isolate rural rural parts of America. It's like for the, like they'll, they will take people from within these cities to these isolation facilities. And for people who have common sense, who have escaped to more rural parts of America, small uh, small villages and small towns the military has developed a, like homeland specifically homeland security has developed like a a plan to isolate these rural parts of the of 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 the country of the nation uh in the event of another pandemic so to speak and so whenever you have situations like this uh prisons well the wellingboro prison that's being used to house and isolate people who could potentially have covid this is this is the British equivalent to FEMA camps, is what I'm trying to say. They have it in they have it in Canada. We've covered it as well. We saw it happen in uh, in, in 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 China specifically. It, it was like a time lapse video. They were able to make like a, a small town within three days, and they were doing the very same thing. They were creating essentially concentration camps, prisons, isolation facilities, quarantine facilities. However, you want to look at it, prisons to take so uh, people who were suspected of having C-19. So whenever that's coming out at the same time as them saying, hey, we're going to have a door-to-door vaccine campaign outreach, you've got to look at what that means. And so I'm going to play for you guys real quick a, 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 a clip of a worker, somebody who's actually helping build one of these facilities. Um, and that's all. That's I'm just going to play the clip for you. Unfortunately, yeah, so there's not much narration, but uh, the driver basically
Come on. There you go. A prison town. And if I could, I could try to find the actual clips of whenever China went and did that, whenever they actually went and built uh, their own, again, quarantine and isolation facilities. This is a thing they're doing. And we know what this really is. We know what this is really about. That's why they're using China as the model. It's not really about the virus. Otherwise, they would tell us to take vitamin C's, vitamin A, C, E, D, 3, K, zinc, selenium, iodine, magnesium. You know, they would tell us, hey, get your health up. We've got a thing going on. It's not about it's, it's, it's not about health. It's about control. They're using the virus as a pretext to disappear political dissidents, people who are not with the agenda. This is why they're calling you uh, an anti-vaxxer, an anti-masker, domestic terrorist, a, a baby killer, a grandma killer, because you're not wearing your mask. You need to obey big brother. And right whenever this all went down in China, we were like, oh, my God, there's no way this could happen in the Western world. Uh, we have too much freedom. We, you know, we, we love our freedom. We thought this could never happen here. And then sure enough, look at how quickly we have embraced communism, declaring like the political opposition, domestic terror threats that need to be eradicated and reprogrammed and deprogrammed and then reprogrammed again and then killed and then disappeared to and put inside of these, these, these work facilities, inside these quarantine isolation camps. Like it is truly crazy, this type of stuff that we just that we're just talking about. It really is. It, it blows my mind uh, that this is just what I've got to I've, I've, I've got to figure out how to explain this to people. You know, it's like we're just being flooded with information and confirmation of all the stuff that's going down. Oh, my gosh. Like here, check this out. You guys want to see something else? This is the good thing about not being on Instagram. <laughs> this is the good thing about not being on Instagram and tied to that platform. Check this out. Another thing that Jensen sent us. It's, by, uh, it's, it's from Mikhail Orlov over there on Telegram at the STFN report. These are several UN armored trucks being aligned behind a pharmaceutical building. They even give us an address. Four, uh, 440 Gary Ray Drive in North York, Ontario. M9L, 1P7 in Canada, says that the UN troops are protecting big pharma plants in Canada. I wonder why. I wonder why we would have the UN helping oversee the development of vaccines or pharmaceuticals. That's creepy. That's kind of creepy because we saw, we, we, we've seen this happen here too. We have seen, we have definitely seen the UN try to infiltrate or oversee uh, certain operations here in America. But that's creepy. If this caption would get out of the way, I could play the clip for you guys and listen to the, the type of audio that this individual is saying. But think about this. They're trying to make their move. They think that people aren't paying attention because they rolled up their sleeve. They've been as compliant as, 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 as they needed them to be. And now they're taking it. They're taking the even bigger step. Oh man, I'm telling you, it is getting crazy out there.
So yeah, that's just a couple of the things that we have been uh, exposed to over the weekend, right? Severe adverse vaccine reactions, the fact that there's over 11 different VAERS reporting systems and so much more, uh, and the fact that they are for sure building these quarantine and isolation facilities. It's like just the other week we were talking about cold storage facilities being discovered in the UK. And then this week we're figuring out that, no, they're building whole prison cities. So, again, this is this is more of the fracturing of society, the partitioning of civilization. The ta- as, as, as Fauci says, the tale of two Americas, the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. Techno segregation or medical segregation, however you want to look at it, it's the authoritarians pitting us against one another, dividing us because we've already been conquered. Let me get in a couple more articles before we close out the show for you good people on this week's Monday's minicast adversarial edition. Right here, Google admits employees listen to your conversations without knowing, without you knowing. Like again, like this, uh, ah, if we were to talk about this stuff like two, three years ago, it would be like front page news. We'd be freaking out about it for at least a week, uh, hopefully like a month. But because we have so much groundbreaking, historical and prophetic things taking place right now, they can make just invasion of privacy statements like this saying that, yeah, Google admits that their employees are listening to you without you knowing. And what of it? It's like, no, is this a violation of your Fourth Amendment? No, is this a violation of your privacy? No, do they have a warrant? Just, hey, we, we need to make sure that you're not talking about COVID. We're all in this together, bud. Put your mask on. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, it is wild. What is going on? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, let's get back into a couple more articles. Because science... Unlike Los Angeles, New York City won't reinstate the indoor mask mandate. More the Simon says. Game with the mask. A Tulsa woman arrested after commenting on police's most wanted Facebook post about her. <laughs> I'm right here. And then she's arrested. Fully vaccinated black family removed from flight after son with autism struggles to wear a mask. It's like, this is, it's insane, dude. That's what I'm saying. People, like the the masks didn't save you, take a vaccine. The vaccines didn't take you, save you, put the masks back on. It's like, well, if the mask didn't save me and the, the vaccine didn't save me, why am I doing this in the first place? Because it's about obedience. Biden says this. Uh, a New York City councilman wants mask mandate reinstated immediately. Of course, the tyrants love the power that they've been able to acquire with this pandemic. We have been infected with authoritarianism, not COVID. Israeli spyware found on phones of thousands of activists, journalists, and politicians. This comes from the Free Thought Project. Some people are unknowingly Israeli shills selling out their friends and their family. 
Oh, man. Interesting. Uh, Global Alliance for a new for a Green New Deal launches visionary campaign for the world. So we're not talking about the Creo syndicate where it's just uh, 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 multiple rich families coming together to promote like a green world. I'm talking about something else. Uh, this is this is this is sustainable development. This is the green revolution. This is the great reset. This is why they're going to need to have an EMP attack, something to take down the power grid, right? Something to take down the power grid so they can push the green agenda on the other side. That's what it's always been about. Everything leads us towards that end. You know what? I think uh, this is a, a good way for me to end this transmission with the time we have as we're running up against the clock. This is something I had wanted to play on this week's podcast episode, uh, but due to due to our technocratic overlords and horrible Wi-Fi speeds, we were unable to do so. But what I'm going to do for you guys is play Greg Reese's "This Is the End." at the end of this podcast, at the end of this, this, this transmission, because he kind of wraps up again, how everything is culminating to an end degree, how they have all these plans and how we are in the fulcrum now and everything they're doing and what it all leads to. But let me go ahead and get this clip up here for you guys. And then we'll close it out on the other side. Again, this is the crewcast minicast Mondays. Adversarial edition. Here is Greg Reese's This is the End. As far as the public was concerned, the Nazis may have lost the war, but their ideology has continued to spread ever since. Following World War II came the United Nations, mass fluoridation of the water supply the dumbing down of the education system, postmodernism, political correctness, and the war on drugs. For many, this has gone unnoticed. The Nazis became the pop culture model of fascism. Black leather and jack boots became the symbols of authoritarianism. Fascism could now hide itself behind a smile in a suit and a tie. The majority had no idea of the global fascist state being slowly installed behind the scenes. And now it's here. COVID was just the beginning of their endgame. The same private corporations and NGOs that planned and executed the COVID hoax are now preparing the next phase. We can soon expect a massive cyber attack. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison. The World Economic Forum, who sponsored tabletop simulations for COVID just weeks before the outbreak, are now doing the same for cyber attacks, which will be the reset button needed for their great reset. And when the grid goes down, 
It will take banking and shipping down with it, killing millions in the overcrowded cities. Those with a survival instinct will leave the cities, which is why the Rural Domestic Preparedness Consortium, a part of Homeland Security and FEMA, is currently training for the isolation and quarantine of rural communities. After their Great Reset, we know how they plan to build back better. Two key agents of the Great Reset, Regina Dugan and Ken Gabriel, both worked for DARPA, greenlit RNA vaccine research in 2012, and then went on to Google and Facebook where they set up DARPA equivalents. In 2018, they joined Welcome Leap, founded by the world's richest medical research foundation. Their stated goal, to be completed no later than 2030, is to have 80% of all children under the age of three monitored 24-7 with wearable devices that will read their brain patterns. Specifically, focusing on keeping the individual motivated to work. They plan to have an in-silico model of a child's brain to be used as the model brain that all infants will be molded to via therapeutic interventions. Like slaves in a dystopian sci-fi movie, except this is not a movie and it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's all happening. The entire world is under attack with seemingly no pushback. And if we don't push back, then it's all over and we have nobody to blame but ourselves. For InfoWars.com, this is Greg Reese. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Greg. That was a clip I wanted to play for you guys on last week's podcast episode because he's right. There's no one coming for us. We've got to stand up for ourselves. They're telling us what they're going to do. And if we let them carry it out, that's on us. We need to have the fortitude, the willpower, the strength, the courage, the faith, and more to withstand this onslaught because it's only going to get stronger. But you know what? As it intensifies, guess what? So do we. We get stronger as well. We get smarter. We get faster. We get better in response. We just have to figure out how to hold on for dear life. We have to understand that these people, they are hell-bent. I don't, I don't want to say like heaven sent and hell bent, but they are hell bent on seeing this thing through. And if we let them, they've got every right. We have to have the same level of commitment to our own ideals, to our own beliefs, to our own standards. Because all these people are doing is following their directive. Like I said before at the start of the show, they're not really good at thinking. They're very good at obeying and following orders. And that's exactly what they want you to do. They want you to be an obedient slave. They want you to roll up your sleeve, take the jab, and smile. I'm telling people these days, I know I'm a villain. The E and EJ stands for evil. I'm a villain, don't you see? I'm not worried about being a hero. I'm a, I know I'm a villain. In this empire of lies, I know I'm the bad guy. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.